Yeah, it's uh, apparently Global Comics Month. At least that's the hashtag that's going around on Twitter. And we are going to take a look at Captain Planet number one from Marvel Comics. I figured I would just go ahead and do a real quick 15-20 minute discussion about what I read in this comic. As for some content and to tie it in with Global Comics Month. Because I would say this ties in. So, I mean, let's talk about who Captain Planet is first, okay? I mean, that's pretty important. There may be somebody listening to this that's never heard of Captain Planet before. Uh, So what is or who is Captain Planet? So I grabbed us some facts off of Wikipedia to kind of give you an idea of the background behind Captain Planet. So this was an animated television series. It says it was created by Barbara Pyle and Ted Turner, uh, developed by Barbara Pyle, Nicholas Boxer, Tom Beers, Andy Hayward, Robbie London, Bob Forward, and Cassandra Schaffalson. It's also produced by Turner Program Services and Deke Enterprises. Aired First aired September 15th of 1990. Uh, there are six seasons total, but it, the first series ended December 5th of 1992. But altogether, there was like a, looks like a little over 100 episodes. The television show was Captain Planet and the Planeteers. This comic is actually called Captain Planet and the Planeteers Number 1. Now, my personal history with Captain Planet and the Planeteers, uh, I remember catching this on television, and I want to say it was in the mornings. The place I'm living at in 1990, we have cable, so we're able to watch you know, network channels and some cable channels as well. So t- we were getting TBS at the time. I know Captain Planet was in there, and I watched it every once in a while. It wasn't a show I was always interested in, uh, but I can remember definitely watching a few episodes of it. So, yeah, I've got a little bit of history with the show, a little bit of familiarity. I mean, really, Captain Planet is widely known. Um, If you were a kid back in the 90s, you would heard of Captain Planet, trust me. Okay, let's talk about the comic here. So the characters in the comic, let's talk about uh, the protagonists. Uh, One of the first people we're going to meet in this comic is Gaia who is the spirit mother of the Earth. Uh, She plays an important role of getting all of the planeteers together. Uh, So who are the planeteers? Well, there are five of them, okay? There's Kwame, who comes from Africa, who has the power of Earth. Then we have Wheeler, who is from the United States, who has the power to control fire. Lenka, who is from the Soviet Union, who has the power of wind. Guy from Asia, who has the power of water, and then Mati, who has the power of heart, and Mati is from Brazil. Now, it's not like these kids have powers already. Gaia is going to give them powers, and we'll talk about that. That whole origin is actually covered in the comic. Uh, Then we have Captain Planet, who, with the Planeteers, when they combine their power, it becomes a sentient being uh, who is uses all of the powers from their rings, basically their champion, uh, to fight whatever baddie needs to be fought. Now, the antagonists in this, there are a host of, like, Captain Planet villains, but we're only going to meet one of them. Well, I should say two. We're going to meet two of them in this comic. That's Hoggish and Rigger. Hoggish is like this pig-looking man, and Rigger is just like this... He looks like a trucker who got in with the wrong crowd. (laughs) Uh, And he's just kind of like Hoggish's sidekick. So uh, we're not going to see much from him. I think I don't even put it in the synopsis, but uh, Rigger ends up getting dumped into a trash can unceremoniously by Captain Planet in the book. But there's your two villains of this piece. So let's go ahead and we'll talk about what happens in the comic and then I'll 
kind of give you some of my notes at the end of what I thought of this thing. So Captain Planet and the Planeteers, number one, cover date October of 1991. Our writers here are Barry Dutter and Jim Salakrup, penciled by Jose Delbo, inked by Mike DiCarlo, and lettered by Jim Massara, and then Brad Vencata on colors. That synopsis is coming up, but first let me talk about Amazon Music. If you're looking for a good platform that can fill those musical needs, Amazon Music has you covered. If you head to getamazonmusic.com W2M network, you can get a free 30-day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com W, the number 2M network for that free 30-day trial. We open this up with Hoggish and Rigger piloting this AT-AT-esque walker. I mean, it's, if you know Star Wars, it's those big things with four legs. <laughs> it's just kind of going across the countryside. It's uh, heading towards the ocean, and it's chopping down trees on its way through. It's huge, massive machine. Uh, Hoggish is planning on heading into the ocean and drilling for oil. Now, deep below the Earth sleeps Gaia, the spirit of Earth who has been apparently asleep for a hundred years. And she's awoken by a leak in her roof, which is caused by Hoggish's drilling, I'm guessing. When she discovers the cause of this leak, and then she also finds out that the Earth has been suffering, she unleashes five rings of power out to five kids across the planet. Kwame from Africa, Guy from Asia, Wheeler from North America, and Linka from the Soviet Union, and Mati from South America. That was directly from the comic. Gaia immediately transports the children to her home, Hope Island, inside the Earth, explaining to them she wishes them to be her champions to save the planet. As the team tests out their newfound powers, Gaia cuts their training short and tells them they need to stop Hoggish immediately. Boarding a pretty fancy jet, the team head to face Hoggish, but when they get close, Hoggish unleashes a hose full of oil, disabling the jet. Using their powers to save themselves from a horrible crash, the Planeteers decide it is time to combine their powers to fight Hoggish and his machine. Shouting, Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, and Heart, their powers combine to become Captain Planet. Captain Planet heads into the sea to stop the oil spill that was a result of Hoggish's spray earlier, while the Planeteers try to save some of the animals on shore. Facing off with Hoggish, Captain Planet is able to fight off the machine. That is until Hoggish douses him with toxic waste. Weakened, Captain Planet falls to the earth, but the Planeteers are able to rush to his aid. As Hoggish's machine marches closer to finish the job, the Planeteers are able to find some water to clean Captain Planet off. And once that happens, Captain Planet is rejuvenated. Grabbing the machine by its leg, Captain Planet tosses it into the air. However, Hoggish escapes and plans to get his revenge someday. Captain Planet then returns their powers to their rings, and the Planeteers finish cleaning up the animals on shore. That is Captain Planet and the Planeteers, number one. Here's some of my notes as I'm reading through this. Now, mind you, this is a comic book that came out attached to a property, an established cartoon property. I didn't expect a whole lot, really, when I was going into this. It's not like back in 1991, some creators at Marvel were like, hey, that Captain Planet, we could really do something with that guy. Let's turn some things around. Clearly, you know, Marvel's intent is to take this IP and turn out some comic books and hope that the kids and fans, maybe even the parents uh, of these kids, are grabbing these comics off the off the shelves just by looking at the name alone, seeing Captain Planet and making a purchase. <laughs> you know, as I'm going through the book, let's talk about Gaia first. Now, Gaia, who's been sleeping on the job here for a hundred years, 
according to what is written. Uh, you know, she probably could have avoided things from getting so bad. You know, when she wakes up in 91, she's looking at the she's looking at the view screen and going, oh, those silly humans again. She realizes how bad things are. Uh, but she's been sleeping since 1891. And here's the thing. You know, in 1891, things are starting to really ramp up for the U.S. and, and other nations at this point in time. She's not good at predicting trends because she goes to sleep in 1890, wakes up in 1990. She's surprised. She probably shouldn't have took a nap. Now, now we got to talk Wheeler. All right. So Wheeler is the wiki has him hailing from the Bronx, New York. You know, this I understand this is the early 1990s. But this kid, when, when they first show up on Hope Island, he's got the hots for Linka. You know, she's this blonde Russian teenager or I should say Soviet, because the first panel that I grabbed of this guy, all of them are trying to pay attention to what guy is having to say. Wheeler is like just trying to get a date with her or, you know, he's flirting with her. Love your accent, babe. You Russian? And she's like, Soviet, please go away. <laughs> There's an instant where they're testing out all their powers and Gee ends up like soaking him with a bunch of water. And his response is, nice job, toots. I'm all wet. At one point, Linka, I think, as they're in the jet and they're flying towards Hoggish, Linka yells, Wheeler, take out the door. And Wheeler goes, you got it, Ruski Tootsie. Ruski Tootsie. Uh, but at the end of this, we get an, uh, I don't know, we call this a clap back. This is, it's just funny to watch, you know, these writers, see how these writers are handling this. You know, I'm sure the intent is to, like, get Wheeler over as, this obnoxious American, I guess. He does come off the only ones that kind of have this distinct personality. The rest of them are like, oh, hey, I got powers. Let's do this to champion of the earth. Well, yay. But at the very end, when they're cleaning up the animals on shore, Wheeler's like, why do we have to clean this up? This isn't our mess. And Linka's like, because we care. My sweet imperialist dog. <laughs> and some rewards are greater than money. Uh, my sweet imperialist dog. Well... Uh, so my other point, as they're heading to fight Hoggish, again, this is them in the plane. They're, they just found out they've got these powers. Guy has sent them off. Wheeler is just talking to the team, and he says the word firefight, uh, in which his ring all of a sudden proceeds to catch part of the cabin on fire. And he gets admonished by G, who says, you know, if don't say the word fire until you actually mean it or something along those lines. Uh, someone needs to talk to Gaia about these rings. <laughs> you know, imagine not being able to say the word water the rest of the time that you're a planeteer. You just can't say water because if you say water, something is going to happen. Um, so I guess if you use the words fire, water, earth, wind, you know, your ring's accidentally going to go off. A bit of a problem, if you ask me. Uh, the other thing I have here, Hoggish having thousands of gallons of toxic waste on board his oil drilling machine. I guess just for fun. <laughs> I mean, it is hoggish. He's a uh, over-the-top villain, but, you know, I understand the oil because he, they're drilling oil up, and he's able to use that oil as a weapon uh, to kind of fight off the jet or, you know, to kind of douse the jet with and disable it. But just having toxic waste to use uh, against Captain Planet, that is evil. The kids cleaning up the animals afterward, I mean, after this is all said and done, it, you know, we get this one panel where they're all cleaning these animals, and I'm going to tell you, that's a fun misconception. You know, as a kid, you see something like that, these animals love the fact that they're cleaning them up. And I'm sure that animals have some way of showing their appreciation, but I really doubt an oil-covered, pissed-off pelican is going to even let you touch it. So you need to get the veterinarians in here, just my cynical approach. 
not going to happen. Now, at the end of the book, we get a PSA. This is kind of expected. I had a feeling this was going to happen. It's a one-page Planeteer alert. Captain Planet is asking us to help save our planet by taking actions to fight oil spills and air pollution. Make sure you turn off lights. Make sure you walk if it's a short distance. And that's going to save on some fuel. And carpool if you can. Remember, the power is yours. Go planet. That's going to be our entry for for hashtag Global Comics Month. We get to see uh, all of the planeteers, teenage representatives from across the globe, coming together under one purpose in order to save the world from pollution, in order to save the world from the humanity plague. This was what I expected. I hope everybody has a good good week. Make sure to go check out W2Mnet.com. They are the reason this podcast is here, and there is a lot of great content over there. They've got wrestling content. They've got TV content. They've got movie content. Just about a podcast for anything you can think of over there. Uh, of course, shout out to the Radalichim Broadcasting Network as well. You can check out uh, previous episodes of Source Material on the Radalich in Broadcasting Network feed. We got over 300 episodes sitting over there. I think this brings our entry to Global Comics Month at this point to an end. Go planet. Hey, it's plug time, and you all know what that means. This will be a good time to plug the sponsor of the W2M Network, and that is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of Source Material, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W, the number two, M network to download Grammarly for free. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to give that Radulich in Broadcasting Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts we have to offer. We are at home on Spreaker, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and recently we have hit the air on Spotify. Find your favorite podcast platform and type in R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H to subscribe for some great content. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word. And as always, we appreciate any feedback and look forward to entertaining you again soon.